You can't come up the inside of Carnarvon. That's it. This is brutal power, wrapped in an elegant machine. Welcome back, darling. Kingston Town can't win. He got checked, the champ. It's going to get desperate. But a champion becomes a legend. Rob, 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 the card leave in the ball. Gate holes months ago. Here he comes. Boom, right over the top. But out the push, it is 15 lands clear. She'll have to pogo stick over the field to win from there. Strike me, Pinky, thread at the eye of the needle. Can he stay up? Head stay till closing time. This could be set up for something special. Cassidy has to pull the whip. That was the closing stages of the Queen and Stakes last Tuesday at Royal Ascot, the best horse in the world. For those that were watching that thought it was tradesman-like, he actually had a quicker last 400 than Nature Strip. So Bayeed stamps himself the best in the world. This is the Review Podcast. Adam Blanco is looking a bit more fresh than what he did last week off the back of no sleep. That's brutal. (laughs) That was looking good last week. Uh, It was a big week though. And that was the first race of the week and it wasn't topped. And I think he did, um, we were talking last week about the speed figure off between Baid and Nature Strip and brilliant as Nature Strip was, and he was, Baid, despite what the visuals boys might have taken away from the day, did outrun him slightly and was brilliant late on there. And I think perhaps the visual suffers somewhat for real world running as well as he did. Real world ran an absolute stormer. Um, and I think he should be casting his eyes down this way, real world, I think he would be a lovely, lovely Cox Plate horse. Did he go too well? Did he go too well? Hmm. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. They'll certainly, they won't want to keep running into Baid. I think that's, he's been conclusively proven to be a bit slower than Baid, but just <laughs> everyone is. But, um, so look, they'll want to get out of his way and, here is a, a really nice option for that. Although, of course, Baid's now, they're talking. Baid's by See the Stars, his brother's Hookham, who won the coronation a couple of weeks ago, over a mile and a half. Um, and they are talking Baid stepping up in trip, probably come York for the international. If he does that and wins that, you know, the champion stakes is, is probably the race he would head to on Champions Day. So maybe Real World will look at that and think, well, I can go to the Queen Elizabeth, the mile, back same course and distance as the, the Queen Anne on that we saw last week and, um, yeah, maybe maybe Baid gets out of his way instead of him having to get out of Baid's way and that would be what stops him coming here, I suppose. But Saeed is um, no stranger to Australia and he's got a little bit of unfinished business, I suppose, with Ben Battle and I think Real World is every bit as good as Ben Battle. Just on Nature Strip, the champ, best since the Black Caviar era, obviously nothing better prior to her, he's the best since. Depends where you draw your lines. Your borders, are we allowing Lord Canaloa to play in that game? Oh, I meant Aussies. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's yeah, if we draw if we draw our lines domestic. Uh yes. Or so I suppose Haylist, does he get any cred for um is he post black caviar or is he during and therefore not in this conversation? He's in the conversation. Yeah, well I think I think Haylist was measurably as fast as Nature Strip. And I think Lankan Rupee when he was absolutely at peak, which wasn't for long enough. Um, was about as good. About. Probably not. I'd, Nature Strip would start 
clear favourite against Lankan Rupi. But uh, it is easy to forget how good Lankan Rupi was for that burst. He was... His TJ Smith win was nature strip-like. Mm. Yeah. Um, so right there in that very moment when he blew buffering... Was it buffering and Rebel Dane? I think he Wet track. smoked off the track. Back when Froggy was a star. Froggy's starting to... <laughs> I've said this a few times in the last few years. Every time there's a little kindling with the frog, but he hasn't gone on with it yet, but... There's signs, there's signs. But if you look back at that replay, you'll see the frog in full flight, aggressive as he used to be. And, um, yeah, I think that Lankan Rupee on that day is in the conversation. But, as I said, Nature Strip's now got a, a body of work above and beyond. And over there, Batash was similar in this... Well, in this race wasn't probably... We never saw Batash his absolute best at Ascot. But York and Shanti one day, he did a very similar job to, to what Nature Strip did there, four lengths he won by. It was actually Nature Strip's biggest winning margin since he beat Sunlight in Adelaide. There you go. Oh, right. That is right. And he had the Times nerds absolutely spinning that day. There you go. Four years on and he's he's still doing it. But, yeah, world-class performance. So, I mean, when we're trawling over ten years' worth of sprinters and coming up with two or three, that, that sort of that probably puts some context around what he did there. But he'd done that here. Mm. They will tell the story. That was better than what he's done here, but it wasn't, was it? No, I must say the stuff I do, fringing support. As I said, it was a big margin, and even even having the lowly numbers that I have on those the horses that chased him home, that it does support him being at l- at least as good as his very best here. Put it that way. He was um he was right on song. That's for sure and certain. So yeah, two the two biggest performances of the week went. In two of the first three races, that so was um, some way to start. Not only two of the biggest perform the two biggest performances of the week, but they'll surely be two of the biggest performances of the year come December. Then you know we don't they're rare, mm. and uh, we've already we're just going through the sort of horses we're talking about that have outrun those numbers over sprints. I'm I've reached you know, Lord Canaloa, and then it's a debate. Yeah, I think Lord Canaloa is the only one that I can say. That's Lord Canaloa's second Hong Kong sprint. Oh, I was there. Yeah, that was because um, ra- if you think of a rating as like a, it's a well-informed statistical estimate. It's a you know the truth plus some error. Uh, I think every other sprint performance post Black Caviar anywhere in the world is within Nature Strip's error, whereas Lord Canaloa, no, 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 that was better. Yeah, that was measurably better. But um, yeah, that's that's where he fits. But as I say, he's done that. He did it in the TJ as well. In fact, we rated him time form wise a bit better in the TJ than he'd ever been before, which looked weird. Yeah, it felt weird. It felt weird, but the maths said, and the maths is um so often right. Mm. Nature Strips race also featured the worst, the flop of the week, jointly I think to Coolmore. Mm. Firstly, in the King Stand and in the Platinum Jubilee, Golden Power. Just it's funny. He was fizzing up on the pre-race coverage and then they took so long to load him and I was so happy to see Nature Strip wasn't in the gates already and he was already in there. And, you know, they have the bell over in the States. They don't have it there and he's been in the gates a long time. And I'm like, oh, we could miss it here. And he did, thank God. And But Home Affairs, just a stinker. Yeah, Home Affairs just didn't didn't run his race. I mean, it happens. It happens. Um, and it's happened here and, and now it's happened there and it's a... That's a great shame, and I don't think it's it's not predictable. That's just sometimes they turn up and run a poor one. Mm, the biggest shame of all was my same race multi. 
<laughs> of home affairs bombing a notorious running fourth. Yeah. Unfortunately, he's pipped me off. Very specific multi. <laughs> was he unlucky, Artori? Should he have won? What was your view on that? Uh, my view on that is no. He wasn't unlucky to... I mean, oh, no is so cut and dry, isn't it? No, we won't uh, cut Like all things, I, I'm on the fence. Yeah. I don't know. You live there. I don't know and I don't need to know. Um, he finished quickly but not so quickly that you would say he was an unlucky loser straight off pace before we worry about was he checked, balked, you know, whatever. But it's of his own doing. And Creative Force finished fast as well. So if you want to mark him up for his, you've got to mark Creative Force up for his late work as well. And all of a sudden, you know, turning him around um, becomes hard work. Um I have him running a little bit better than he did in the Caulfield Guineas. So, do Camp Friedman get one over me? Do they get to say, well, now his peak's over 1,200 and therefore I'm wrong and he is a sprinter? Or is this just, he would have won if this race was run over a mile because he he doesn't have the pace to lay up with him over this trip and it's just going to continue to lose him races. He still hasn't won a race this season. And now he's a miler. Am I wrong? Well, in terms of... Opportunity, you haven't really had much of a chance here because we haven't seen him in a mile. We saw him once, yeah, which until Saturday I had as his best performance. So did time for. And he'll go to the July Cup now? Yeah, and he'll be popular there and he'll have some sort of chance. But I still think he's he's going to be a low, I mean, he's a low percentage horse at 1,200 because he doesn't have the pace to lay out with them. It's not like he was... Um, he wasn't – I mean, Jamie Spencer's done everything right. Jamie Spencer's chasing him along, trying to keep him in touch, but he's not that fast. And then he, st- he doesn't sprint home. He stays on strongly. He stays really well. Stays the end – I mean, yeah, stiff six, he stays really well, but that's in my mind because he probably wants a mile. I mean, if you know Jamie Spencer, that was him more urgent than ever on Notorious. Yeah. Like he's usually so cold and he was into him so far out. You know, everyone's saying, oh, if he settled a length closer. Yeah, that doesn't happen because he can't. <laughs> yeah, he was trying to get there. He couldn't. Yeah. No, that's true. He was he was chased along to to hold a spot the whole way. But I tell you what, he could hold a spot over a mile. You sit him one one out, one back over a mile, and he'd stay. He stays. So to me, that's that's the trick. But they're a very smart stable, and I'm you know if I keep questioning them, they're going to get some over me, mm-hmm. and they very nearly got one over me right there. And I don't think you're ever going to get the answer because I say this will be it for him. Golden Eagle. 1,500, that sounds all right. If he races on, is he racing on? Oh, I think so, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you might get an answer. Yeah, I, I mean, again, I don't know the answer to that, but we'll find out. But I suspect that he is racing on because they were talking about Everests and getting a slot, and if they run in the Everest, they'll be completely beaten for base. <laughs> <laughs> He'll get blown away in the first 600 because he didn't know that fast. He'll stay on well. A bunch of people will say he was unlucky. Um, and then hopefully they find, they'll pitch him up for the Golden Eagle. $48 million or whatever it's worth now is surely enough to drag Artorias up over his right distance. That'll get him there. Uh, the Arcadia Queen prep worked so well for her. <laughs> yeah. He's interesting. No, Very he's interesting. interesting. So anyway, Home Affairs was the, the flop of the week. He mm. just didn't show up and that's a shame. We'll um, never see him again. And Golden Powell is his partner in crime. I tell you what, Golden Powell at least walks away with one thing. He did, I think, run the fastest 200 of the entire meeting. Really? It, was, it was just early on to get to the front after bombing the start. <laughs> and it, um, what do you know, charging through like that ended up going up in flames. Is he not from three now in the UK? He is, yes. He is a very unreliable speedball. Quarter horse. Back home they wouldn't say that though, would they? 
Well, he did. Like he's got. I think didn't I say last week? I looked up. He, he was one of four horses to have run 110 Bayer figure mm. in the states this year. So he's he's a good horse. Yeah. Um. I mean, no one's saying that that's just his form. I mean, he obviously it all went wrong, right? So he's a whole lot better than that. And I'd say he's a whole lot better than every horse there, bar Nature Strip. But even if he had got it all right, I don't have him getting anywhere near no. the winner. He beats the rest. Sure. But there's a big old hole behind Nature Strip there back to the rest. That's for sure. The biggest in the modern history anyway of the, the King Stand, and that's not close. Oh, he's a super horse, Nature Strip. Yeah. And he's won it continually in his grand finals at decent prices. So I think... Oh, he's been huge for punters. Yeah, I think that's why he will be remembered more than most because he's paid us. Yeah, yeah, I think that's very true. You know, like Black Caviar, as good as she was, you never really, you never made anything out of her. True. You love her. Yeah. Same as Winks. But Nature Strip actually, you know, he's made significant inroads in punters' hearts because he puts money in your pocket. Good on him. The Colin Morikawa, what we looked at for this week, just focusing on the eight group ones at Royal Ascot and the best ride came up in the coronation. Yeah, yep, the best ride. The um, There was a surprising amount of slowly, like... Mm almost farcically, a couple of times farcically run races in the Group 1s at Ascot, which was a bit of a surprise. Um, I will highlight this. So Kiprios and Stradivarius hit the board for the fastest last 200 of the meeting across the five days. At the end of 4,000, an yeah. extent, yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, that says a lot about how that was run. But James Doyle gets it on, on cachet. I'll tell you what, if we stretched it out, honourable mentions here, if we stretched it out beyond the Group 1s, Ryan Moore on Broom is just... I mean, that was something. Go on. Unleash. So in this 50 had you years, excited. In 50 years, there'll be some young whippersnapper and you'll be telling me about, you know, the latest jockey racing around Mars. And he'll be, <laughs> he's a super this, he's a super that. And I'll just drag out this video of Ryan Moore on Broom and that'll be my evidence that this is, here he was. And he was in boss mode all week, Ryan Moore. Has been for ever since Guineas weekend. I don't think it wasn't a particularly good Guineas weekend. I think he's had a flat year or so. Something changed. He went back to the Ryan of old and, my God, it's spectacular. But the ride on Broom is, um, and when you do the splits as well, it's just, man. Inch perfect. Oof. So he gets a, a massive honorary mention, but we decided to do these awards. Royal awards. So the Royal Morikawa should go to a horse in a, a group one and it goes to the fifth-placed cachet, but the ride from James Doyle was an absolute gem to get her to run fifth and to get her to run to, what is that, 109 I've got her running? And she's just no better than that. So that guinea's at Newmarket. Discoveries and, and Tenebrism both ran past her, having failed at Newmarket. And I think this, for me anyway, this was evidence that Newmarket was a, a flop fest. A few of the good names there, disappointed and, and Cachet and in Spiral wasn't there. And Cachet took full advantage under another good ride. Um, now she gets a good ride. Things have hotted right up and she couldn't live with them. And this was a good race and the winner was in a different hemisphere. And it's a bad winning ride, this from Frankie. Didn't have his best week. No. With Ryan Moore on, Frankie was um, not so much, perhaps. I think unfairly, particularly by Gosden, thrown under the bus. That was insane. But he um, he cartwheeled away from the, the margins here. I mean, we, those cl- closing splits from Inspiral are... Ooh. Mm. And to do that first up, and we raise question marks. I mean, John Gosden's record in this spot in general is um, it's soft. And here she turned up. She was um, she was very soft in the betting daytime here, and then came and then, right back in. And yeah. then later on, it was okay. No, no, no. This is she's yeah, ready. I think she was she was traded for reasonable chunks of change above four dollars on Betfair, 
um, which I just stared blankly at and thought, yeah, because she's not ready. And then it's one of those ones you'd all, I mean, this will sound absolutely stupid, but you'd almost rather take the 260 at the death than the four bucks in the day. Knowing. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, your four, your $4 could be dead before they've even jumped. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that was, that was every bit as good as it looked from, from Inspiral late on there. So that was one of the performances in the week of the week from her equine, but, Jockey James Doyle in the same race gets the uh, gets the nod there. That was that was great on cachet, and he gets it. I should also say he, the other group one on that card, he rode Flaming Rib, who's super reliable sprinter. I don't think it was a particularly strong Commonwealth Cup, but he gave Flaming Rib a belter as well. So he sort of gets it for body of work there as well. And the Taylor Penrith, it's funny because thirty seconds ago, given this like a huge <laughs> rap. But not so much on his ride aboard Baybridge. No, well, this is a case of I don't want to punch down. I want to punch up. That's what they, they say these days, right? You've got to punch up. <laughs> um, it would be very easy to just lay this on Kieran Fallon in the St. James's Palace. Oh, if you haven't watched that race, have a go back and look at Maljum. Maljum, the German Guineas winner. And just to confirm, quickest final 200 of the whole week. 11.47, running fourth. Mm. Something licked. He was our horse to follow off the sand. Yeah. Um, and won the German guineas and, yeah, he shouldn't have won that. <laughs> <laughs> but we won't, we won't, we'll um, give it to But it was a, I mean, he was, among friends there, it was a messy, ugly race. That mm, another slow one. Very slowly run and they went across the line in a bunch. But of that bunch, he was, he's the unluckiest on the splits. He's also, I mean, as I say, I don't, I try to keep it to the numbers, but he's also unlucky in general, right? mm. beyond, the, beyond the splits. You didn't need sectionals to tell you that's stiff. <laughs> Put it this way, he's going around under his next start. Yeah, but as I said, we're punching up. Punch up. So we're not going to, I mean, Kieran Fallon Sr. will drag Kieran Fallon Jr. aside. He doesn't need a Pendrith on top of that. No. <laughs> and we'll give it to Ryan Moore, who had a great week. As I said, Broom, that ride just shows you how good he can be and generally is. He's he had a super, super week. And to be honest, he didn't. Did he do anything wrong on Bay Bridge other than finish really quickly in another fast race? The pace just – all the heat came out of this. I'm actually going to blame – because, you know, Ryan's my man. Mm. I don't want to bust him. Christian Demuro is on – What was he doing? Sharia, who stays a mile and a half and lets this turn into a sit and sprint where he gets blown off the track. It was very soft late in the betting too. And I reckon you could see down the side Ryan starting to like try – almost like trying to slip out. Like I can't go – I don't want to go flying off the handle just yet, but – Geez, I'd love you to um, I'd love you to put some pressure on this leader, please. Any time now. Mm. Um, as it turned out, Baybridge was left to do plenty of running. He'll be on your board there. Have you got him there for the last four hundreds of the week? He'd be in the top handful, wouldn't he? Yeah. So you've got yeah. Looking at the last four hundred, Bayed, Nature Ship, Maldrum, Cresta, Real World, and Baybridge. Yeah. So there he is at the end of ten. He didn't. I mean, State of Rest finished really fast as well. So. I'm saying he should have kept it or made it even more interesting than he did. He's beaten a length. I think he's probably good for that length. I don't think there's a lot between them. I still think this was State of Rest's best performance. Um, and what a massive tip of the hat to State of Rest is, so when he won the Cox Plate, that was high pressure. High pressure. They finished slow, if anything, and on soft ground. This time he's turned up and he's, there's also plenty of work around that, but let's just say Cox Plate to this. He's turned up quick ground. And they've crawled and it's turned into a sit and sprint. And he's won both of those. So he's versatile to ground. He's versatile to pace. I mean, in the end, you just got to tip your hat and say, that's just a damn fine racehorse right there, state of rest. 
But um, I think Bay Bridge will make it interesting on another day, and I think that day, I hope that day, will be the eclipse at Sandown. And State of Rest, I know, is coming back here, um, but he'll surely race one or two more times over there. And if he goes to to Sandown to, to race Bay Bridge there, the um, the French Derby winner, Vadeni, I know you were saying this morning, he's going to, to Sandown for the eclipse. Um, he's bang there on, on his French Derby rating, which was... Oof, oof, <laughs> oh. What a race. And Native Trail will go there, off winning the Irish Guineas. Um, Who's favourite? That is a good question. Maybe I'm probably forgetting someone as well. Who knows? If I assume out of those four, I'd say Baybridge probably does just start favourite ahead of State of Rest in the rematch. But there couldn't be much in it now. Mm. I think people will. He's real now. Yeah, people. Well, I think he was probably. Yeah, you know, yeah, what, it's, you know I, what I mean. Yeah, people will concede that that's he needs to be bang there against Baybridge. I don't think Baybridge's form it from the Brigadier Gerard actually held up really well across the week. Um, and as I said, and you finished really quick here. I think this was situational, but good race between them. And I, I don't know, Native Trail ran second in the Guineas, then won the Irish Guineas and has done absolutely not two really good efforts. Won the Craven really well. That form's worked out. But I still feel like a bit of gloss has come off him. But I think he can step up into that mix as well. And then, yeah, as I said, I'll probably back the French Derby winner to beat a lot of them. So it's um, that's a race to look forward to. Bloody oath. But State of Rest is coming back here, which is exciting as well. Give the uh, Cox Plate a bit of oomph. And he v Real World. Well, that'd be something if they could get that together. And then hopefully, hopefully, Moods gets incentivised up and trucking because he's really incentivised is our hope here, mm. I think. The Irish are coming. I know Haggis was talking about bringing Alan Kerr down here who won the who beat State of Rest in the Tats Gold Cup. Um, there's also, he had the best hand, well, not strictly on the ratings, but... The um from the handicaps, the Duke of Edinburgh winner, Candleford, was awesome off two hundred and twenty days over a mile and a half. And that the Duke of Edinburgh is I mean, you go hunting for your Geelong Cup winner there. The, there's a an ocean of horses that'll be going to a sale and coming here from from that race and he blew them to bits. And if if um Haggis decides to pop him on the plane for the handicaps down here, that would be a smart and interesting decision as well, Candleford. So um put him in your racing and sports black books. He looks mm. a likely, very likely Melbourne Spring sort of type, and if he's coming anyway. And then Animo as well, and racing. Then, yeah, well, I suppose so. I mean, Animo, is he our best defence? Let's say incentivise. I mean, incentivise is a full-on, who knows Who knows, now. Job? He's a, you know what he is. He's done a... Yeah, lock that in. Um, do you believe Think It Over, really? No. Such a great horse, yeah. but I know what you mean. Not in Melbourne. Yeah, and even not against... Like if we're, I mean, real world's completely speculative. I'm the only one in the world saying he's coming here. But <laughs> Heard it here first. But real world, state of rest, they've both, they're one, I've got them 127, 120. I've got them running the same number at Ascot. Like that's, that's going to take full incentivise to knock them off and Animo's going to have to go to another level. So, um, yeah, our home defence is um, potentially pretty shaky. Interesting anyway. Mm. And then we're hoping that a three-year-old emerges that we didn't quite see it too because of the wet tracks as well. Yeah, there's got to be... Something somewhere, there's surely. Be, there's got to be plenty hidden away or even something that we've seen but just hasn't had a chance to... Mm. You know, There's probably the good horse, the Golden Rose, the Caulfield Guineas winner. They're probably... We've probably seen them and we probably don't think that much of them. It's I, My guess is that's the case. There's something out there that's run okay but hasn't had a chance to to show itself off. In fact, if you go through the history of Blue Diamonds and Golden Slippers, you'll find just as many future stars in the last four as the first. 
might not be strictly true, but we'll run with close it. Close enough. Get ready. It's time for Around the Grounds. All right, back local. Back home. Bring it on home now. Didn't quite have any 127s or 132s to talk about here, but um, Flemington, the, I mean, we're two weeks out from Winter Championships. I know, calm down, day. calm and down. Talk about a trial rate. Like, talk about setting the scene. Tuvalu out-muscling Visionari. What a race. What a race. Um, the time figure's up over 100. It's a good time. It is the around-the-grounds time figure of the day at Flemington. Um, and as good a race as the Winter Championships final invariably is, these two are right up there with what take you know, what wins that race and even a bit better. In fact, I think we're sort of doubtful Jack beating Pinnacles, Sea Battle beating Rock Pecker. They're the only couple I can think of in in modern times that have been better than what we saw from Tuvalu and Mizanari on the weekend. And it's not out of character for either of those two as well. So Davey, terrific again in third under another. I must say, also, Flemington, a lot of good riding. I noticed that when I was doing the sectionals there, there was a lot of horses, very well ridden. So no Morikawa at home. We've gone off, we've gone off and given the Royal Morikawa. No Morikawa was at home, but there were some candidates and Ethan Brown was on Sir Davey and rode him really well here. But the fact that he did... He's levelled out. Finally. Yeah. But the fact that he did um, ride Sir Davey so well and these other two were able to, to beat him so well probably speaks to the strength of, of the front of this race. It's a really good one-two punch for this time of year and a good race. Rose Hill, not far off it actually, and a horse that was coming from Melbourne and quite a few winners came from Melbourne to Sydney on Saturday and one of them was born a king who sadly couldn't get it done at 10 bucks <laughs> two weeks back in Melbourne but went up to Sydney and Ran a hundred time figure, winning there. Big son of Frankel. More to come. More to come. Got onto a good track. They bet six fifty. Not too bad. Oh. But yeah, great ride by Huey. The best thing with Waller is he is predictable in the sense that if they draw inside, they're gonna go forward and try and take a position, which they did with three of the winners. Borna King being one of them, Naval Seal being another, and Skyman finally putting him finally. in the race. Oh, Look what happened, guys. You can win. So, Borna King was one of those. And, yeah, the time looked very, very good. Yeah, terrific time. And so he's had a few goes now, Borna King, but he um, he's shown glimpses before this. I think his bad runs have been excusable. And I think this is – I think he's more like this level than – or even a little bit better than not. Does that make sense? Sounds It feels like a bad sentence, but that's fine. You know what I mean. I know what you mean. Uh, Ipswich, the cup was a bit scuzzy up there, but Holyfield – Won the eyeliner, the time on eyeliner. He's a good horse. He's been a good horse for a long time, Hollyfield, and he'd been up. He'd been up there for the Archer, Archer eyeliner. Write that down for your history. Says next year, you want the, you want to find the eyeliner winner. Look no further than the Archer, but Hollyfield was the he was the best horse there, and he won it really well. Yeah, happy for Brodie Lloyd too. He's moved up there, uh, riding with Annabelle, and you know he's always been a jockey with plenty of talent, and now hopefully See, up there got, permanently. Yeah, so, he's okay. moved up there, so hoping. He can deliver on it because he is a good rider. When him and Blake McDougall were riding around here in Canberra, it was not fair for everyone else. Yeah. Oh, well, that's um, that's good then because he's got a knocked up a feature winner and time of the day means he's ridden it well, right? Yep. He's got a good tune out of it. So, um, yeah, good on him. Hope it works out. Uh, Murray Bridge, nondescript day of handicaps at Murray Bridge, but Cy ran to 86 for Peter Moody. No, no, never. Um, out of an authorised dam, so there's this is over a thousand, and so Pedigree says further was a sneaky good sectional horse three hundred days ago on the Syntho at Packenham. 
And he's now 300 days on, sneaks over to Adelaide, very sneaky. Very sneaky. Um, and now two for two and rated 90, often 86 time figure here, but finishing strongly as well. More um, to come. More, yeah, that's Cy. Certainly the um, the most interesting and attractive winner of the day in Adelaide and another one for your free racing and sports black book, I would say. That's yeah, at the right level. So you don't get paid any more for 110 than you do for high 80s. You just need them to win and that was um, that reeked of more to come. And then Perth, the Wild West, devoted, was the fastest on the day by two pounds from our round-the-grounds hero, Snipperucci, winning again and running good time again but devoted just a little bit faster. Mm. Good win in the guineas. It was the clash of it and Other One Son, who they ran on the same day, same course and distance. Other One Son ran a lot faster. But Devoted was finishing a lot faster. So the sectionals horse beat the time horse. Mm. Love it. Yeah. And he's having a real run, new stable. And Devoted looks certainly to be one of his stable stars coming through that. Captain Chaos, another. And a good win. And I know Captain Chaos. Yeah, mm. these, are, these are familiar names. Mm. And hard to see them now turning the tables where they go. He looks to be the top seed, obviously. So these are the three-year-olds. So who's the best three-year-old in Perth? I still think it's Tricks of the Trade. I know Alaskan God won the derby, but I think Tricks of the Trade, his best performance we have was first up at 1,200 and they got him to a derby. I'm hoping this time they bring him back and he is a railway horse for sure. Yeah, so devoted just behind him, a fair bit behind him. Not too far, not too far. It's 108, 105, 107, I believe. Devoted's around that mark. He's one of the better Belmont Guineas winners. Yeah, okay. Well, you've got to be good. To run faster than Snipperucci. Bloody oath. That'll wrap us up this week. Preview show, Adam won't be with us, but I'll have the X Factor on for the final day of the Queensland Carnival. And then going forward, we'll probably have a break in terms of the preview shows. We'll still do the reviews on Monday. We'll definitely preview finals day at Flemington because blanks will have a heart attack if we don't do that. But uh, we'll be picking and choosing through the winter months if there are meetings worth previewing. But away from that, you'll hear the review every Monday.